Welcome back to the Podcast Chronicles. I am one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chad. And today we have the long-awaited second part of Made in Abyss, episodes 8 through 13, I believe. Yeah, 8 through 13, that's how it goes. Alright, sound very confident. Have you taken notes this evening, Chadley? Not this evening, but yeah, I've taken notes Okay. before in my life, yeah. Yeah, you have notes. Yes. Alright, don't believe you. Um, how we doing? Doing great. I uh, had a successful dinner tonight. Yeah, you did. I and hope that everyone, I appreciate everyone's patience on this. This isn't typically how we'd like to do it. It just worked out this way. You know, we started it, then the phenomenon of Squid Games came, and we just had to knock that out. How and about now that? We're here. How about Squid Games? It's not even, I don't remember the last time I've heard Squid Game. Oh, you mean like, yeah, just it came and went. Yeah, came and went. Well, yeah, it's because it's the Netflix uh, Yep. The Netflix layout, and that's what they're going to do to you. It's going to be the biggest thing in the world. Everyone's not going to shut up about it, and then not going to hear about and it until season two trailer drops. You know what? Which will be coming soon. Don't like it. Don't like it. As much as I hate mm-hmm. waiting an yep. entire week for a 20-minute episode yep. of Attack on Titan, way better than the philosophy and method of releasing it all at once. On yeah, Netflix. and I've because I've been picking on you about JoJo's. Yeah, but here's the thing about JoJo's. The only saving grace about it is there's going to be 12 episodes, and then I think in a month or two, another another episode drop so it kind of you know it'll stretch out a maybe an extra month or two but i'm the same way i wish it was just week to week what can you do and it's really screwing us amateur podcasters right in the right in the gooch yeah well we are here to talk about made in abyss and we may i don't know how we did this and i actually know why we did it because you know what it's not that good we did not talk about the opening credit the ost for this show because it's not that good? Because I, in my opinion, it's, it's not that good. What? Not that good. Okay, it's not that good. Oh! No, it's not that good. Yeah, it's not. Even it, it's, not it. it's not like it's terrible, but it's like... But the visuals are fine. Yeah. The visuals are fine, but the song, it doesn't get me going. Mm-hmm. It's not that mysterious. It's not that... It's not that catchy. We could play it right now, and I'd, there'd be like one or two parts I could kind of long to. Mm-hmm. You know? When I'm listening to that it's opening not like OST, the- I want to be, you know, I can't say the Japanese words, but I want to act like I can. Do you want me to, The Promised Neverland has one that starts yeah. off like this? Yeah, do I'm it. sure you'll love it. I would love it to hear it. Na, 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 na. See, I love that. Anytime, yeah. right, that's when, if I was watching that show, every time I'd be, na, 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 See, I already got it. You already got already it, got and it. you haven't even listened to it. I told you. That's man. exactly my point. So this one, not that good. But also, about this show, here's my next note. It's a fucking tearjerker, eh? It is a tear. So you do like the show? Oh yeah. It, yeah. You actually enjoy it now. I remember you used to hate it. So. I it's a uh, it was one. It's one that if I went or told people about, this is how I would introduce it to someone now that i've seen the entire first season i would say it is enjoyable enough all right go into it take it for what it's worth but just let it flow over you because at one point it's going to punch you in the dick when you're not ready (laughs) for it and from then on out it's going to be a whole different animal you're dealing with yes how okay i don't know how this was advertised or whatever i could and I'm not even kidding. They're up to episode 
nine, I guess it is. By the way, there's spoilers for all the rest of the season, so if you haven't seen all of it, get out. I I could have shown my nine-year-old cousin and not thought a thing about it, mm-hmm. other than maybe some of the weird uh, nudity stuff. I'd be like, oh yeah, this is fine. Yeah, but, but even then the nudity stuff, it's I like, mean, it's oh, not like it's, it's not graphic. Enough, yeah. It's just like... It's just like, well... But they, but they you would want to, you would want to stress to them, hey, look, buddy, if someone, if one of your mentors uh, opens up your pants to take a look down, that's not just because yeah. you saw it in Made in Abyss. That's not what should happen. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I could be like, oh yeah, you can walk. They're just you know climbing down a mountain. There, oh, there's a little scary monster. Nothing. They don't worry. He's gonna blast it away with his laser cannon. And besides, maybe Ozen being you know a little. Sketchy a little spooky, but guess what? Bold. I had nightmares from the Snow White's Witch for uh, about, well, how old am I? 25, 25 years. Yeah, you did. So, you know, sometimes you got to scare the kids a little bit. And she, I've seen some kids stuff that is intense. So yeah. Ozen is nothing. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Once you get pat, once you get to about episode nine or 10, shit hits the fan and... I was not ready for it. I remember my roommate told me to watch it. He had watched this before me, and I was just like, oh, I mean, it's not bad. And then it got to, you know, episode 10, and I was like, dude, I'm going to cry. I know. Let's We'll get into it in detail. I don't want to talk about it too broadly because I gotta, we got to dive in. Episode 8, we're just doing quick summaries of the episodes, and we'll talk about things as we come to them. That's the wrong. Okay, episode 8, Survival Training. The duo survived the 10 days while being watched by Ozen and the Owl Man. And when they the come owl back... Man, is that his name? <laughs> he just looks a lot like an owl. He exactly. had an owl thing going on. Uh, when they come back, they have dinner with Ozen, who informs them about uh, part of what it is to come, or what's to come when they descend. The two say their goodbyes as Ozen thinks back to Liza, who came back up from the abyss since Rico was born, but didn't want to contact her so she could have her own adventures. I'm confused on how... So when she comes back up, how is she not affected again? That's a good question. They kind of describe it a little bit as in, like, there's some people that are almost immune to it. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's like the slow descent or the slow ascend back up. I'm not exactly right. sure. Right. They talk about how, you know, as long as you don't go up quickly, so maybe she can That's the thing that she doesn't look like she's aged a bunch. She still looks like she's 14, even when she. But at the same time, we rarely see her full face. Like we see it in some of the flashbacks. They do something with that. They don't. It's weird how they don't want to show her. How about Which that? Which is weird. Yes. There's something up with that. And it could be. I can see it being two things. They're either intentionally not showing us something, or it could be like uh, they just like the idea of showing the blonde hair. When we see the blonde hair, we know, oh, that's Liza. It kind of reminds me of uh, Hunter x Hunter when they don't show the dad. What's the dad's name? Ginge. Uh, yeah. Ginge. Ginge or Ginge. But you know, like early season, they would always tease him like he was going to, and they would show mm-hmm. like. Uh, back profile shots and then i want to say like near the end of one season you finally see him from the side you're like oh there he is but it's also like we knew it was the dad the whole i don't know it reminds me of it's like why are you hiding it maybe it's just for and i'm, I'm hoping they're not hiding it because she's like severely mutated yeah i don't want that to happen i know we'll talk about the mutations good lord but that's it's just weird they've got 
I thought, okay, this Owlman's going to be a character. We don't see him the rest of the time. So I don't know what they were trying to do with that. He seems like somebody that'll come back, though. Yeah. That's the whole... That's the craziest thing. The season ended up going nowhere... You, no one could have guessed where we were going. No. Because it was on this whole path the whole time, and then it just completely was like, forget about that. That's happening season two, season three. We're dealing with other stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um... And then it also says that Liza was married to a lad lad named Torka, but he died. So, and I'm guessing he died on the descent, or did they say really? I can't. I, I once again, I think it's shaded in mysteriousness. There's something going on with Liza's backstory. We've had some crazy theories about like, oh, Rag and Rico, or brother and sister, or something like that. I don't know what's going on. I, I'm worried that. I have a Luke Leia situation on our hands here. Liza is going to be severely fucked up. <laughs> well, she I'm can't be. Worried. Well, she might be now. You mean like even after what we've seen from her in the flashbacks? No, just like, well, present like Walking Liza. around, she's fucked up? Yes. That's a good take. Like her face is real messed up. Ugh. I don't like that she's messed up, but I like that theory. But trust me, she's not as messed up as she could be. Episode 9, The Great Fault. They descend into the third layer where they get cornered by a pterodactyl monster. Reg has no choice but to use his incinerator. Before he passes out, they get attacked by a crimson split jaw, also known as the... I mean, uh, crimson split jaw, what a... We've already talked about this, but yeah. what an epic name. Yeah, what an epic name for something that's more aptly named uh, Angry Sperm Monster. <laughs> Before he passes, oh wait, no, they get away just in time as Reg faints. Rico adventures off carrying Reg. She starts to feel the effects of the third layer, including vision of her returning home with her mom, but realizes that she wouldn't be happy without Reg. So she snaps out of it to once again be faced by the split jaw. Reg wakes up and uses the pickaxe to finish off the split jaw that, of course, Ozen gave to them in the last episode. What a terrible drawback, though, to just always faint after you use your I know. ultimate power. It's kind of a cool uh, cool plot device, though, mm-hmm. because it's like the ultimate cooldown. <laughs> not only can you yeah. not use the weapon, you don't even get the person who's trying to use the weapon. It's, uh, it's a big problem. Right. It's a very big problem. And I like this episode. You see... Because usually Rico's so happy-go-lucky, and this we see like a little bit of a different side where she still has that uh, that sweetness to her, but she's legitimately concerned and she's having to drag Reg around. And I'm not, you know what I'm not a fan of? Not, I'm not, I'm saying I'm not a fan of it. I enjoyed the episode a lot. I It really tugs at my heart when people start hallucinating about their loved ones and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That really just gets me because... It's just also fake, but you know, in the moment, they just think it's so real. And see, that's beautiful because usually you're very. Uh, I can see that being a thing where you're like, "Oh, that's that's a cheap move. They're trying to make me feel emotions, and it's for something that's not even happening." But you're telling me you're buying in. They're they're digging in the canals of your memory holes, and I I, I don't like that because anybody could just tap into my memory inside yeah. of my brain. Right, and I'll start thinking of things that I haven't thought of in years, possibly, and 
I mean, fuck. If you think about it, nothing is real except your memories. Well, it's interesting because I've seen this story many times where it's like, oh, this person is trying to find their lost parent, but they make connections on the way, and then in the end, they initially still choose their parent. I can't think of necessarily an example right now, but they still choose their parents over the people that they've actually known more for their whole life just because it's their parent they've wanted to make that connection forever i think it's interesting that she's already before she even meets the mom that she's like with reg which means which i think is very foretelling that there's going to be a uh, little split road yes and i would say Dude. put a bookmark in this children okay because there's going to be a very tense situation later but not for me i'm going to be like oh i know which way she's going she's already she's already shown me you know, i already know the end of the story yeah I've already they they just told the end of the story exactly. You know I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna tell people. Tell me. Tell end, me the end. The ending Spoiler of alert. Made in Abyss. This is how it ends. Episode 705. You don't want to hear how it ends. Stop listening because Chad's getting ready yep. to tell you. I'm getting ready to tell you. Episode 705. They'll probably about 700 episodes. Congratulations show. for the show making it that far. Yeah. <clears throat> Gro- don't do that, dude. I'm sorry. You didn't even need to do it. You had to like force it out. It was in there. Episode 705. She finds her mongoloid of a mother who is just severely, severely. Once again, you're saying severely. She can't be that severely because we're getting ready to see later on what severely looks like. At this point, she will be. She will be. She'll be messed up. She's going to see that, that thing of a mother, and Rag is going to be standing beside her. Her mother's going to be evil. Her mother, it's going to be like, oh, you have to sacrifice your child to be mm-hmm. able to, to return back to normal. So she's like, hey, Rico, come here. I'm going to sacrifice you. And she's going to pick Rag over her mother. She can't be too much deformed because it's still got it's got to be just enough for us to feel bad for her, right? But to also you know make sure that uh, Rico realizes that it's her and make her be like, oh, this is still my mom. She just went through some terrible stuff. That's so. true, yeah. But no, this episode, when she started having the effects of the Curse of the Abyss, that was the first time I felt like I could see the real stakes. You know, when you see a little girl bleeding from the eyes, and she didn't uh, she didn't even go up that quickly. She uh, just, like, barely climbed an incline. Also, uh, they get swallowed by that monster with them DSLs, those dick-sucking lips. Do you see oh, that? Oh, yeah. She just you don't have her way to say what DSL stand for. People know. You don't have to use those words. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, I'm allergic to dick sucking. Okay. <laughs> okay, episode 10. Poison and the Curse. Holy shit, this episode. You say something about it. I legitimately... I did have some tears. I teared up. Yeah, I teared up. I'm raising my hand. I teared up. Yeah. Um, did you know anything like this was coming? No. Okay. Because they haven't done anything this... Like, the bleeding from the eyes, sure, that's one thing. This is... God I've, damn. You can watch shows, you know, anything, R-rated action movies for shit, war movies, Game of Thrones, I don't care. I don't care that this is animated. This was fucking brutal. <laughs> it's so sad. I think it's worse because it's kids. Because it's, it's kids. And kid. even even in the, some of the realest shit out there, they still... They do I'm such sure a good job. I'm sure there's something out real. there that someone's going to try and send me and I don't want to watch it. 
you can't do this stuff in real life. You got to oh. do it animated, and oh my god, they do such a good job of just making this feel so real and making you feel so bad. And it it's... came out of nowhere. <laughs> There's nothing in Attack on Titan like this. No. Are you kidding me? Uh, okay, so yeah, let's. They descend down to the fourth layer and explore the uh, the goblets of the goblins. I like that alliteration. Uh, they get hunted by a creature with a sniffer on them. How about this porcupine with seven noses? It's got more than that, honestly. Or nostrils, really. I like the creativity of these monsters, too. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I mean, one's just kind of an angry sperm monster. That's a little gross. But no, this one was like a a porcupine with just a eight noses, eight nostrils, which is pretty cool. Well, I don't think he had eight, but... Oh, he had some nostrils on him. He was sniffing. In the scuffle, do you think if you had uh, big nostrils or more nostrils, you'd be able to smell more? Well, I tell you, do uh, let me ask you this. I've already, I've got one now. Well, I, I don't have a deviated septum rectum, which was my question. If I have seven nostrils, do I have seven deviated septums? Because I've got one, and it makes things pretty challenging. Even though you know I got that thing straight once, no. they didn't do a good enough job. So I think it's redeviated. Devated. Well, I'm not even gonna say it. I heard you make the rectum joke earlier. Yeah, it's the that's not. It's not a joke. You you did have a deviated rectum, and then you had to change it to a septum, and then. Well, I didn't change it. <laughs> well, you did change it. You kind of. I heard about it. Don't. Worry. I just didn't want to get the splint. I heard about the suppositories you used to have to take. Speaking of suppositories, more on that later. The yeah, Rico gets stabbed through the hand during the scuffle, and they lose the pickaxe. The needle was poisonous. The only option they have is to retreat up because this thing is a predator. All right, watch out for the porcupine. I mean, dear God, when they go lower, what are the monsters going to be like even lower than this? This thing seems unbeatable. You're right. right. Here. You're right. Um. So yeah, they retreat up, which then kicks off some of the toughest six minutes of television I've ever watched. There's bleeding, swelling, breakings of bones, cutting, mm. slicing. Ah, uh, I mean, I it's like you said, this is animated, and it's one of the toughest things I've ever watched. And I have seen some fucked up shit on the internet, and this is just one of the toughest things I've ever seen. And it works so well because I think I even said last episode, I, I liked Rico. She was so happy-go-lucky that it got on my nerves a little bit. But when you get to this episode and that's all she's ever been and now you hear that same voice f- screaming out of <sighs> agony and just crying and saying, you know, break my arm and... Ugh. <sighs> It was just, it was a lot. I felt sick. I didn't know what to do. I think I just stopped when it finally ended. I just sat there for a few minutes because I I don't know what to do. I probably had a snack. <laughs> probably had a couple snacks. Finished don't. off the lasagna. Uh, um. Yeah. I, my roommate 
luckily did not spoil. He's such a dumbass. He would be the type of guy that'd be like, "Hey, wait till you get to episode ten, and yeah. then once you get there, that's yeah." He he, he seems like the guy. Ready. Yeah, he seems like the guy that would do that. No, I mean fucking Kyle sucks. Yeah, but yeah. but Kyle did not, so I did not expect this coming. Didn't, and don't defend him. Doesn't mean he's not a dumbass. He's a dumbass, but he luckily did not say that to me. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, and so then a magical bunny person comes to help, and we go back to their hideout. We just see the very end of that. I, all right, we got to keep moving forward, I guess. We're moving Episode forward. 11, Nanachi. Reg and Nanachi take Rico back to the dope Mossy Treehouse Cocoon Palace. I want to yeah. be where they are. Dude, you know? Thank you for saying that. I want to trip on some mushrooms, rewatch this television television broadcast. And well, I'm high on life, you know. I don't need. And I don't need extracurriculars to enjoy the mossy uh, cocoon. Well, and I want to. And I want to live. I want to just bundle up in my own cozy brain and just fly into space into this Mozart tree. Yeah, I would. I agree. I mean, it looks. What's by the he, by the way, the person who created the show—I don't know if this is a manga or if this is just a straight-up anime original. No idea. I think we decided it was a manga, but keep going. Okay. Well, the person that drew all of this nonsense mm-hmm. definitely has done some. Uh huh. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they they had some stuff going on with them, and it's awesome. None of it makes sense. I don't know how. It doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's in this little alcove that's so much brighter than everything else. But I love it. And I don't know why it's so green here, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be there. Um, so they analyze Rico's injuries. Nanachi introduces Reg to the fellow Hollow who is affected by the sixth layer. Uh, we don't necessarily get a uh, a name yet, but we do... We know that it's um, a blob. Midi. We know that it's Midi. Midi. Um, and Midi looks like. What did you first think when you saw it? <laughs> I thought, get me out of this show. I, I dude, I don't like things like this. When I saw this little blob creature, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I mean, it was uncomfortable. The, it's uncomfortable. The noises. Yes, that that is what gets me is the noises. I'm not a fan of that. The noises are so well done and so unpleasant. But at the even at this point, I was like, all right, what, what's going on here? I don't know why. I just wasn't thinking that hard into it. Me neither. I was just because they kept talking about like hollows. And I was like, okay, is that a special thing that we don't know about yet? Is, like, are some hollow... Because she was a bunny, so I'm like, is this, like, some form, but it's down so bad? I don't know. Down so badly. <laughs> yeah, this thing is down so badly, for sure. Um, But, yeah, they give... or Nanachi gives Reg a list of supplies to go gather. He brings them back where they start to try and help Rico... Um, episode ends with the damaged hollow crawling on top of Rico. And I was oh, like, God. okay. And slobbering. Oh, yeah. Slobbering all this over This thing will Rico. drool all over you. It's got no... I would... God, I would punch the shit out of this thing. So, here's a few notes about this episode. Even as she was dying... Looks like my flaccid cock. 
Rico informed Reg to break her arm in a way that would allow her to heal and keep moving forward with the journey. Keep moving forward. Even though it was yeah. long term, it was going to suck so much more, and it was had more of a chance of not being able to save her. She still was like, yeah, you got to do it this way, which is just epic. That's pretty epic. The I fact know. that a little girl does that, epic. Having having Reg get dinner supplies for her, epic. Such a Ronnie move. Yeah. I would do that 100%. Well, and then she acted like it was a part of the mission, but it was really just she just wanted dinner. Oh, yeah. I mean, the number of times I do this to Travis where I, I, you know, I get him hyped about something that we're going to do, something we're going to play. I'm like, oh, yeah, go get this. We need We need balloons today. Because if I just go ask him to get food, he's going to be like, no, I'm not, I did it last week. But I'm like, hey, we've got to have balloons. We're going to play balloons. We're going to have a water balloon fight, and it's 30 degrees outside. Travis, really? is, <laughs> Travis is always down. He'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. We're, yeah, you're 25, I'm 22. Let's have a water balloon fight. Just the two of us. And you're like, okay, good. You know what would go perfect? Balloons, tortillas, <laughs> and ground beef. <laughs> no, no, no. Way too early. Way too early. Then he gets there, and I call him. I say, are you finding any balloons? He'll be like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Oh, dude, you know what would be great after we had a water balloon fight? He's like, what? And I say, uh, all right, get uh, lasagna noodles, uh, so <laughs> tomato sauce, a bunch of get a cheese mixture. Make sure it's not that pre-shredded shit. All right, that's not going to make a it's good lasagna. Not. Daddy will shred it when you get home, okay, after our water balloon fight, of course, because we're definitely going to do that. Not, I wouldn't not do that, all right? <laughs> And then, and, you just, and then you fill up the balloons with lasagna, and it's just epic. He's like, all right, seriously? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make it, dude. It'll be fine. He hangs up. I call back 30 seconds later say, also, an entire cookie cake. And then I just <laughs> hang up. And then he brings it. Pays for the whole thing. I mean, did you guys know that you can just buy a cookie cake? You, No one has to have a birthday. You yep. don't have to write happy birthday. On, you can just buy a cookie cake. And guess what? Publix. That's where you get it. That's yeah. where the best cookie cakes are. Yeah. That's just... You really become an adult when one day you realize, I can just buy a cookie cake. And the Podcast Chronicles is sponsored by Publix. Get you a cookie cake today. Best part is Publix is they're like a southeast thing. 90% of the audience doesn't know what you're talking about. I know. Um, episode 12, The True Nature of the Curse. So, uh... This was kind of weird. We get a flashback, or not even a flashback. We just get a B plot. Of, hey, I want to tell you something really funny okay, out of yeah. context. You're that, smiling, so go ahead. Um, the, uh, I feel like the audience will love this too. Yeah. Grant, uh-huh. one of my buddies, just said typical Hollywood shit, and that's all he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are going to love that. That. Without context means a whole lot. <laughs> so little key, I called him little kiwi. I I couldn't really understand the name, but it's the little little bitty cute little, oh, little kid. Coochie. Oh my god, he's such a little cutie mm-hmm. little pie. Um, in the first few episodes, he's deathly ill. Okay. Oh yes. Remember this? Mm-hmm. Leader has called uh, in help from a a pharmacist. They take him just off the island into a submarine, and he immediately gets better. Away from the abyss. What? Any theories here? The abyss is a succulent. And they also said, the thing is, it happens on their birthday. Oh, I actually don't know. 
It's so weird. And they I want to hear it. They threw it in out of nowhere. Let, let me hear your opinion on it. Uh, guess what? Don't have one because how could I? How could I have one? To me, the abyss is just like a uh, a collection of all gatherings of life, and the day that they were born really brings out that it's drawing energy from them. Um, I mean, that's all I. I can mean, come that's up with. beautiful, doesn't me? But I love it. I don't know what you said, but I love it. Okay. Um, something about a, okay, and then we cut back over to Nanachi who makes some black tar heroin for dinner. Reg isn't a fan, and then they go outside where they discuss the true nature of the curse and how it works. Nanachi gives Reg an earpiece to talk to him as he goes and confronts the orbed pisser. Not pisser. It's not the pisser. It's not the orbed pisser, even though it pissed me off when it made me watch uh, Rico in so much pain. It's the orbed piercer, who I was calling the porcupine with eight nostrils earlier. You know you could pick up a porcupine if you wanted to? Really? What do you mean? Like, um, you don't have to do anything with. You don't have to get stabbed by it. You can pick it up. If you use gentle, a gentle touch, or no, you just pick the shit up. Do they decide if you they stab you? Don't they like shoot the quills out? Have you ever seen somebody lay on a bed of nails? Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. But it doesn't actually stab like, you. Sir, but I can they not shoot them out? Did you hear what I said about the person laying on the bed of nails? Yeah, but a bed of nails can't shoot nails out. But gravity. Here's the thing. You just got to use the right momentum. So if you ever see a porcupine in person, Mm -hmm. as long as you fold your hand in the proper direction, you can pick it up gently and it not stab you. Well, I mean, you know, like sea urchins? Yeah. Those are, and I see people pick those up. So I believe you, but... A porcupine's gonna move. I don't believe you can just go up to a wild porcupine. It's not quick though. It's not quick. If you have fast hands, if you have fast hands, dude, trust me. I've but seen But just because you have fast hands, you can't you can't barehanded You well, it's not what? Latex gloves? You think that's gonna stop them? No. You have to Well I think use... it may be a pair of nitrils. A nitrile glove? Listen are you listening to me or not? I'm listening to you, but I'm also questioning you, all right? So this makes me believe that you're not that confident in your facts because with just the slightest bit of pushback, you're like, well, wait, I just wanted to tell you and then you not question it. <laughs> Dude, no. That's what it feels like. That's not, I don't do that. Listen, if you use the right momentum. Okay. Yeah, I heard you say momentum the first time. On your hand structure. Okay. Literally, if you just fold, mm-hmm. okay? I know there's no camera yet, audience. I'm sorry yeah, for this, but I'm the show, it. Ronnie. If you just fold your hand like this, Instead of just grabbing it, you know, if you just grab it, like, boom. Yeah. Obviously, that's going to stab right through you. If you fold, it's like a fish when you catch a fish. And listen, I understand that. Okay, have you ever caught a fish? Oh, yeah, I catch fish all the time. When you Okay, when you get the fish, it's fins. You know how the fins can stab you? Oh, yeah. If you fold the fins over, Uh they're foldable. And you're telling me a porcupine is foldable? You can fold it from the backside up. So you take technically you can't just grab it from behind. If you fold the quills okay. in a certain direction, they might shoot the quills. But if they shoot in that direction, you're folding in that direction where they can't get so you. So you're telling me, let's say I've got a broom, okay? Mm-hmm. I come from the side of the broom. There's a way that you know I can push the side of the broom to where all the bristles go in one direction, and I can physically grab the broom by the side and not even touch something that would hit dust. 
Yep, and that and that would yes, that would shoot in that direction. So it could kind of shoot it, but here's the thing. It doesn't have a lot of force. It's kind of like when I come, it's just like a little sputter. It's just, yeah, well, it kind of makes it. Yes. It kind of makes it. And they're like, is yeah. that it? Because I've heard you come a lot, and it's always kind of like. It's not much. Sometimes like, you got to kind of do it. But it's not and a whole lot. And you always hear, is that it? And then, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You say, yeah, that's it. And you're like, sorry, Frank. And he's like, oh, wow. Well, we'll try again later. Don't know who Frank is. And then I'm like, guys, I'm trying to watch Made in Abyss. Keep it down. Uh, but no, so, okay, so yeah, you could grab a porcupine, I think is what we've come to the decision. So basically, if anybody, any of you see a porcupine, just grab it. But what happens if it gets rowdy? Did I not try to, like, twist? Well, if you got slow hands, what do you do? It's a problem. Yeah, but even when you grab it, it's gonna twist. It's gonna twist. If you have slow hands, look, like me, I've got quick hands, so it's not a big deal. I understand. Okay. You're not understanding what I'm saying. Okay, I'm listening. We'll go back to the fish analogy, okay? Just because you can scoop up a fish and you have it. Yes. When you have the fish, it still keeps wiggling. It's not like, oh, you caught but me. You've I'm gonna, already, I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna hold still. Listen, now. you've already folded the fins back. That's when you hold the fish. Even if it squiggles around, it doesn't matter because you have the fins back. I know, but a porcupine's got a lot of pointies, and I feel like one could slip and get you. And all it takes it, is it, one. It, well, will one you, doesn't. But hurt. will you agree with one this? One doesn't hurt. Will you agree with this? All it takes is one. All it takes is one, but one does not hurt. I've gotten stabbed before by one thing. Multiple things hurts. And you know what really annoys me? You have not dueled one porcupine ever. <laughs> but I've seen videos, dude. Those are <laughs> trained professionals. You think you can just march out and grab a porcupine? I'd love to try it. Well, I'd love I've to seen, watch you try it. I, well, I'll do it because I've seen videos. Because I've seen your it. hand-eye coordination, and I don't believe that you have the uh, swooping motion that uh, requires to, see my hand-eye coordination? to strangle. Have you seen? I've seen your finger coordination, which is pretty good. You think you'd pleasure? I'm, I'm putting that video since you haven't put my you think through the fire and flames. Video, we can do better. We Discord. can do better, video wise. Now, tonight, well, maybe. I've got a video that makes me look like a fucking god. I mean, you don't look that great, but we got to talk about this. Sorry, made in abyss. <laughs> Enough about porcupines. Let's go. I think people liked it. Uh, yeah, Reg is facing this orb piercer slash porcupine. He does not seem to have the talent to grab this thing so he's going he, to use different this one seems a little bit more methods. better than a porcupine uh following nanachi's directions he's able to defeat it but not really the way she thought he just straight up um uses his incinerator which is certainly yeah. one way to do it uh they meet back up where reg asked nanachi if they will or if uh she will join them to the netherworld but they have her I didn't is the know. netherworld just the bottom? Yeah, I think so. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second. Um, but she's got a request of her own, and she says, Reg, please kill Mitty. Oh, I knew as soon as this last sentence of the episode was spoke, I knew I was in for a bad, bad episode the next episode. Did you not, when she said that, were you not like, oh, shit? Not re- because it made sense. Because I didn't want to, you know, I stumbled over my words a little bit earlier when I was reading the notes because I had notes when I watched episode 12 that was basically saying, Chaz, if we ever descend into an abyss and I go, you know, I'm always quicker than you in most things, more athletic. So if I get lower than you do and I get a little messed up and you pull me back up to your your treehouse, 
Yeah. You have a treehouse and you pull me and I'm a little messed up. Finish me off. Okay. Well, so when, dude, this is getting a little homo. In two ways. Finish me off. All right. Because come on, dude. Oh, that, I'll finish you off. Okay. Thank you. I would love to. If it's just us two in abyss and you're getting ready to finish me off one way, finish me off the other way. Yeah. Come on. Be a guy. No, I, I, for real though, if you were a blob, I would make sure that you perish. Thank you. That's all I ask. And so when she said that, I was like, well, yeah, kind of makes sense. It looks like a pretty raw deal. But I did, but I guess it's just my dumb brain not even thinking about it until that moment. Yeah, I thought about it, but with that being said, I was not prepared for what we are getting ready to discuss right now, which is episode 13. Now, when I tell you I was worried was when I was like, oh boy, here's a 48 minute out of nowhere, out of left field. Here I am in the cutoff position. They threw it right to and, me. And you were like, oh, I hate the show minuter. so far. This is going to suck. I was like, oh, what after 48 <laughs> minutes? Damn it. No. I was like, all right, let's see what they do. And yeah, we go right into backstory. Mitty and Nanachi's backstory. Um, turns out, from what I understand, they are off-island people, which I guess is what makes them yeah. hollows. I believe so. I, I'm guessing as of right now, they call hollows people who aren't from the... Yeah. Uh, a lot of this terminology kind of confuses me in this That's show. That's why they're setting up so between the submarine off the island, these people... You know, I, I've had the question through the whole series, are there people outside the island? Seems so. And I don't know if it's some sort of crazy child slave trade thing going oh, on on the how they got these children but yeah they're 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 just it's like they got homeless poor children they're immediately sent into a scary coal mine elevator that sends them all the way down to the fifth layer i believe yeah where they are put into a I mean, it looks like a hostel. Like you know, you know, if I'm going to Peru and I want to stay with like-minded explorers, I imagine it's all to sleep in a room like this, and it smells very bad. And um, you know. yeah, and no toilet. I didn't see a toilet. I didn't see a toilet either. I don't know how that works. And you kind of start picking up on the vibe that they're pulling, you know, one person, two people out at a time, and. <sighs> Would you want to be pulled first? What did you initially think? From the very beginning, were you like, uh-oh? No. I, I didn't think... I wasn't that... From the very beginning, I was like, ah, something sketchy's going on. Maybe it's an accident that happens. But I wasn't thinking like it was this direct of evil. If I, I should have. Because, yeah. because I knew the Curse of the Abyss and they were going straight down. I should have been like, oh, well, this can't be anything good. But, but that, like I said, my dumb brain wasn't thinking that yeah, direct. Yeah, I guess part of me was like, oh, this was a previous experiment that they are. These may be, I don't know. I was like, maybe they're, I have no idea what I was thinking. I'm an idiot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and maybe because this show didn't seem like it was going to be like this, the first nine or ten episodes. Right. So they take them down. And I mean, <sighs> Mitty is just the cutest little kid that you ever saw. She just warms your heart, okay? She's just... She's Rico, but you only get three minutes of her, and in those three minutes, you're just like, ugh. I just want to... I want to throw you a 
birthday party. Yeah, birthday. <laughs> just at Taekwondo. God, so. I just want to. I just want to let you take all your closest friends and just go to a bounce house. Oh my dude! Remember and the jump zones that there we would is go nothing to? more fun than being a kid and going to a bounce. Do they still have those? They have to. There's no. Way Are they, they too dangerous now? No, they got this because they have like. Sky I remember zones us stuff. being kids and me not being more excited than to walk into a what was clearly just a warehouse space for rent. Yeah. All right. It was not an actual building that they knew this is what it was going to be. There was a failed business that happened in this mm-hmm. building, and I walked in. And there were just 15 huge inflatables with obstacle courses and slides. And everyone was walking out of that day uh, with some sort of injury. Do you, uh, When was the last year that you actually went to one of those? That's a good question. Because I feel like the last year that I went, I was probably a tad bit too old. Okay. But it was someone's birthday. And I went there and I remember thinking, while I was there, I remember being like, this is probably the last time I'll ever be here. I remember thinking that. Oh. Which is sad. That is I'm, sad. Because I was like, oh, we seem a little too old, but it was like, but but not really. It's but sad, it's, but it's also beautiful. Because yep. for you, me, I I think I was always the age appropriate. So one time I walked into the last inflatable jump arena that I ever did, and I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it. And, you know, if I did know it, I probably would have, you know, jumped on a another like, what do you kid. What do you think the last year you were there was I'll say, that you participated? You know, 11, 12. Yep, because I was going to say 13. Yeah. When I was the age of 13 was the last year mm-hmm. I was there, and I remember being like, oh, this is definitely... It's probably like it. sixth grade. Yeah, seventh grade. That was, It was literally seventh well, grade. Well, how about this? God, weird. A year later, dude. No That's crazy. Yep. God. And people... You know, there was no... Inflatable warehouses were ran by 45-year-old XPE teachers yep. who did not hire the correct amount of stuff. There was no, it's not like going to a water park where someone stands and tells you when to go. I mean, you get to the top of one of those slides, it is free reign. So you just jump five down at a time and you're taking knees to the temple. We were playing like manhunt in that Oh my God, yeah. So many sprained ankles. Yes. The amount of sprained ankles. Obstacle course. I loved it. Dude, I I just, dude, that's, that's a crazy memory that you brought back to me. I remember thinking, this is the last year I'm doing it, and this is so much fun. I better enjoy it while I can. Hey, and I'm getting ready to ask you a question now that I would like for you to answer. What were we talking about? <laughs> why, why are we talking about an inflatable... I don't know, dude. Let me look at my notes here. If you look back through the annals of our memories... we though, were ta- Oh, because I wanted to throw Midi a party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that's, yes. How, she that's des- how sweet she is. She deserves a 12-year-old birthday party. Oh, my God. House. They would yes. have one hell of a time. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. So, anyway. She's a really, really cute kid. And they... God, I don't even want to... Okay. So... And this is how we should have known this guy was bad from the get-go. Do you know how? Tell me how. He had a mask. Nope. Well, he did have a mask, which is not his a good sign. His name is Bondred. What is this? <laughs> Touche. You <laughs> Looking back on it, we should have... It took me a second. <laughs> he has a mask. His name is Bondred. <laughs> there's even, even more of a bad thing. Uh, he had a necklace of two skeleton hands holding each other. Oh yeah, that's another. Which you just know is a crazy guy thing. Um, he takes Mitty out, 
And what do you think this guy looks like under the mask? Probably deformed, because I bet he's doing this because he tried to dip his toe in the water. Dude, he does. Yeah, oh he God. tried to dip his toe in the water and didn't like what it made him out to be. It's, Maybe he lost, he, he lost a loved one. Oh, because if you got, dude, because if you got oh, a necklace fuck. with skeleton hands holding each other, you lost a loved one and you got a little bit deformed yourself, but they perished. And so now you're using children to try and figure out. God, you just called it, dude. And I guarantee you know who he looks like? Who? Liza. It's just Liza? No, no, no. He looks like Liza. Like, I'm sure they have the same deformity, okay. but she's taken it a completely different route than he is. Okay. Yep. Because they both have their smarts and everything. It's not like they lost their intelligence, but they, but their looks definitely changed. All right. I like it. I like it. And um, dude, what if that's her husband? Or who she I was her? thinking about that. But that's probably not. That's probably not. It. I was thinking about that. I didn't know if we were prepared to get that loosey-goosey on the podcast. Okay. But I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. We probably know him from somewhere. It's like Ozan's lost love or something like that. I don't. Even I can see that. Um, so here's what's happening now. He's got Mitty in a glass tube. He comes and get Nanachi. Um, they got him when they were sleeping, and they were doing a little. This is how me and you used to sleep at little sleepovers. You remember that? Across the how room. we'd be laying in a pallet and we just watched. Um, yeah. I used to what be did so we scared. watch? What did we watch when we fell asleep? Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby Doo. Um. Um. A Drake and Josh. I remember watching Drake and Josh at your house. Yeah, and we and we fell asleep facing each other with our arms hugging each other. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, my mom would come in and say, boys, it's time for breakfast. And we'd just wake yeah. up and we'd just be adorable. We'd hold hands on the way to breakfast. And I'd be like, I'd be like come on, Chazzy. Let's. Yep. And we'd eat French toast sticks, which is a very kid thing. You want to know something? Ate French toast sticks a week ago. Because they're good. They're good. They they're are really good. good. It's not a kid thing. Come on now. Um, and if you can tell, I don't want to talk about this part. But Nanachi goes, she sees Mitty in a tube. She gets put in a tube of herself. This guy turns out he's a dick bag. A real... He didn't have to tell him what was going on. There was no reason for that. They were children. He could have just said, Oh, but... Uh, we're right. going to Candy World. You're going to be okay. Yeah. He didn't have to say, well, one of you is going to get severely deformed or you're going to die. And the other one's going to be perfectly fine. And Well, and that, that was not the case for either. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I guess, I guess turning into a rabbit just seems like the severe lesser of two evils. I guess. And here I was thinking, okay, well, they can't do anything that makes me feel worse than watching Rico almost die and breaking her bones. And then they did this fucking scene of this little child becoming a deformed glob and showing it all right to me. Mm-hmm. And when the glass tubes land on the scary elevator, there were also 700 other globs Dude, that were coming after them. That was the most disturbing part. And I was also sad, Chaz, because when the first thing slapped against the glass tubes, I was like, oh, these are the monsters that are in uh, level six. But turns out they were just people who got sent down there and they were globs living in their skull of glob humanity world. and uh, wanting to is that, perish. Is there, are we going to call it glob world? Because they're all children, too. It's not like they're all adult adults or... And they can't die, which is the absolute worst part. You just, you gotta talk a minute. You gotta say something for a minute. What? You look like one of those glasses. 
you got to just talk me through this one. Cause I, I, the most disturbing part for me, obviously what we just saw was disturbing, but when you see 700 of them and know that what just happened to these two little kids happened to 700 of them. That was bad. You want to know the, my worst part? What? Was when she's first, she's fine. She she's saying, she's at me. the bottom, but you know she's feeling something. And she's down at the bottom, she's on her knees, and she's like, I will, I'm going to endure this for you. And I was like, oh, that's, wow. But then she started being deformed, and I was watching her to be deformed, and then she just eked me. out. Kill me. <laughs> and then I threw up. You threw up? A sadness. I didn't actually throw I threw up sadness. Yes. Fuck, dude. What is <laughs> It's a kid's show. It's not a kid's show. It is I not... thought it was a kid's show. You cannot show your kids this. Oh my god, I watched Rico walk around for five episodes making lunch. That's what I did for five episodes, Chad. I was sitting there and I was wondering, oh, this is a nice little show. She's making lunch. And she's being chased in their you know, I think they're the looking only- at maps, and this guy is like a little Iron Man. And now I'm watching deformed globs say, "Kill me." They never once tried to eat the blob. That could have been a way to kill it. It's like fucking watching Dora, and then she gets <laughs> abducted and put into a chamber and like just stabbed repeatedly. It's like I'm watching. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's see if she gets Swiper. And then Swiper swipes her, locks her up into a box the size of her. Like she can't move and then he just snaps her. And repeatedly. I'm like, oh. And she doesn't ever die. He just I'm like, well, what dying. happened to Boots? <laughs> and Boots turns into something else. Oh, my God. It's. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, now I'm scared of this show. I don't. I what's so terrifying about this show is this is just the beginning it feels like there's just, a lot more to come there should have been a trigger warning what is what is it rated is there a rating i don't know i didn't even look i didn't even look is it tv 14 I, I i'm not kidding when i say this all the brutality this would have fucked me up if i was 14 watching it all the brutality I've seen in any show, this hit me harder than I think anything I've ever seen. Oh my god. I, I, I legit, I can't think of anything that hit me harder than this. Because it's not just gore. It's not like it's gore or anything. It is, it is, it's a physical torture and a mental torture all at one time and it's happening to a child after they baited you for so long thinking like, Oh, it's there's this cool, you know, plot point, but for the most part it's a light-hearted adventure until it's not. So you think Reg is going to have to beat this guy down? And, and so it was one thing watching it and then you get hit over the top of the head with Nanachi just constantly being like and she's she's imprisoned in this thing and you know, she can't she cries, but she doesn't. It's all. <laughs> oh my god! The way dude. that she explains it is just as brutal as watching it. And then when the fucking Imagine asshole of a like, dickhead magic man, Bondred, Bondred, Bondred of all names, you remember? I can't believe you remember that guy's name. Strolls in 
with Nanachi and just casually be like, oh yeah, we had to, uh, you know, re, uh, what is the term? Basically bring her back to life nine times, but, and she's just sitting there. Dude, stop that. Don't make that noise. (laughs) I regret it as soon as I did it. Don't make that noise. Come on. (laughs) The sounds are so scary. Oh my God. She dies so many times and never actually dies. The sounds are so scary. That is, I think, I think that is what does it the most is the sounds. Whatever sounds they find, it's like they have a dying cat. <laughs> it's like they have a dying cat on set and they're just like, every time they, they, they have multiple dying cats and every time they just kill a cat and make it screech, they just put it in the microphone. Oh God. That's what the sound is. And that's messed up, but they... But uh, what do I? What are words? I don't even. What am I saying? So yeah, and, and so we cut back. Reg's face. It looks bad, but he's also not having the reaction that he should. I guess his saving grace is he didn't see what we saw. He just heard the tale. Um. Yeah, I feel like if you heard it, it would definitely be different. You'd be like, wow, and I didn't even write it down because I didn't want. I was living in the moment. I didn't want to remember it. I wish I had some of the dialogue that she, well, I do, but I don't, of the way that she described, just the state of mind and how she was just locked. Because I, that messes me up. So okay, you know what we talk about this all the time. You know what it's like. It's, the music video one by Metallica, yep. and I told you. <laughs> I can remember anything. <laughs> and the guy's laying in the bed and he can't, he can just hear and he can't see and he can't feel. That's what it would be like. Just living in a shell and being aware, but not being aware. And oh my God. Just. It, because we see Rico's dream. Remember Rico's dream where Mitty's on top of her? And she's reaching for her, and it's like right. she's in like a cage of her own mind. Because let's get to that. So eventually, you know, we talk about it. Reg ends up incinerating her. Thank God. Yes. Um, that's brutal in itself. Well done. You know, I thought that Nanachi's emotions, everything she did, made complete sense there. But they get the job done. And right away, Rico pretty much, next morning, Rico's back up and at him. And now, after seeing that, I was just like, even though early on I was like, okay, she's too happy all the time, I was so relieved. It just makes me feel good how sweet she is and how happy she was to see Reg. And then she tells whatever crazy-ass dream magic that happened Uh, that I don't even... Mitty. And Mitty is such a good name for this deformed fuck. Uh, sorry, that sounds bad. What? Sorry, that's dude. Don't say that. That sounded bad. That's Mitty. That's... Mitty is a great name for a deformed character. Okay. Am I not right? Mitty. I guess. Yeah, it just fits so perfect. Mitty. Like, what other? What are you gonna call that thing besides Mitty or Blob? Right. Blobby. Blobby or Mitty? And Mitty know. sounds so much better. I mean, you're right. <laughs> I got nothing. Even though that was her actual name before she turned into a blob. So at crazy. first I was like scared because I thought they were going to hit us over the head again. I was like, wait, are they saying, are they trying to tell me that Mitty did have some sort of use in that life? But 
they kind of brought it to the fact that like no like some something inside of her drew her to Rico or I don't know if she knew Rico was having that bad dream or what it was or if that was just part of the curse but the fact that Rico could look to the eyes and see that inside someone was crying and then that messes you up even further because oh. you're like how long has she been doing that just being miserable <sighs> and dude and think about this all 700 of those blobs in the that dungeon are all just miserable yeah. and can never die. Fuck yeah! Thanks for bringing. Yeah, thanks. unless unless Reg incinerates them, and think about this, he can't even get to him to yeah. incinerate them. No, thanks for bringing that up, Chad. Appreciate it. You're right. I hadn't thought about that, but I wanted to. Thank you. And this show, this show, the fact that that is the plot point of this show now is just terrifying. <laughs> It is just absolutely terrifying that the ba- the main bad guy is this Bondred character. Who, by the way, is he even beatable? No. How are they gonna even gonna beat this guy? They're kids. They're children, who their greatest weapon you can use once, and then he passes out. For, yeah. For a, a sustained period of time. So I don't even. And now they're still going down because they're kids and they don't know what they're doing. And their mother could be, uh, I, there, there is no sum of parts that could make the mother worth going no. any further down. But at this point, you're already that far down. You might as well just keep going. I, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's a good way to get up. We need one of those magic cubes that we can enter but, its womb and. Nanancia. Have a have a crimson split jaw fly us back up so we can because it sounds like the real issue is going up top. No one's even been to the bottom. Well, they say that. I mean, someone could be at the bottom, but they've got they've obviously have no way to get information to anyone. Do what you if think, it's not enough? Th- okay, do you? Oh God, I and I don't want it to be this, but do you think the bottom? They get to the bottom, and it's literally the bottom is just death. The bottom is just death, and it's just like the whole entire time it it was leading you. the The abyss was leading you to your death. Like, what do you think? It's at well, the curiosity killed the cat because there's nothing down there that they need. <laughs> they seem to be doing fine up top. I don't know though. That's a boring ass life up top that they had. If you think about it, that. Such a weird life. What what is even going on up top? I mean, it there? looks. I mean, it looks pretty. You know. But what little, are they, they doing? They're a little cramped in, but they got ba- <laughs> They got bakeries. You know, you get a, you can get a treat. You're surrounded what, by water. They're, they're in that orphanage. What is where? What is the end goal of that orphanage? Well, that's the thing. Their whole culture is based off this abyss. <sighs> I don't. I would just dive head first. What do you think? All what the are they the hoping bottom. that's down there? It's just they're curious, right? It's just they're a bunch of they're an island of explorers, and they gotta know. But yeah, do you think that? That's the thing. What is the guy's name that for some reason you know? Bondred. Bondred. I believe it's Bondred. I could be so wrong. <laughs> okay. That would make a lot of sense, too, considering I think the other day when we talked about this, and I said, you're going to know what you're talking about, right? You said Mitty's name was Patty. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and I was, you know, I was thinking that patty cake. This right. looks like the character looks like a patty cake. I think after you tried to explain it away by saying you could put a mitt on your hand and then pat someone. <laughs> no one, no one on the island knows about the deformed globs. No, no, I mean, no one even has a clue. Even the guy, even like the white whistles that came back, they don't know that that's. Do they? Well, Bondred is a white whistle. Isn't he? Didn't they say something about him being a white whistle? Yeah. And they had black whistles with him, too. So how does that work, you think? See, that's season two is going to be, to me, it's going to be insane. Talking about how these white whistles and black, they're ne- none of them are actually good Is people. the government okay with this? They know enough to take him from another country. They're like, don't mess with ours. Let me make sure this guy's name is Made in Abyss. Bondrude. Bondrude? Is how you pronounce it. Dude, how fucked up would that be? If what? Like, think about the, I forget what his name is now. I've got it somewhere here. The ones that led him, he was like, oh yeah, you guys go on down. I'll hold off the orphanage. You guys go. Leader? Habo. Habo and then Leader was the guy up top. Right. They just called him Leader. He, there's no way Habo knows. There's no way he knows and would let them just go down there. Well, Habo, is he not a white whistle? Yeah, but, I mean, just because he's a white whistle doesn't mean he knows Bondred or Bondrude. Not necessarily, but it seems like, doesn't it seem like when, the lower you get, the more bottlenecked this whole operation goes? Like when they went down to section, or uh, level three, they went through that whole cave or whatever and, like, they all... Like, it seems like you bottleneck yourself at some... It doesn't seem like you can get down to level five and there'd be this expanse Fuck, landscape yeah. that you could go to. They they have to rely on the Nantia. Since she knows the layout down there, it's like... I feel like the only way is... And we her. even saw it because the Orb Piercer had a cornered a guy, like a, a black whistle or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. So he was having to go right through where they went. Like, I don't think there's a bunch of different ways that you can Fuck, go. Dude. That, that's me... even more fucked up if they know about this guy and they let them go down there. I mean, he had a whole crew. Fuck, he did. But what if he's like, those people are like under, he's forcing them to do that. He's like, I'll kill you all if you don't. I don't, but... but what if he's not even the bad guy? What if well, he's definitely? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and let's spin this theory. No, he's he's definitely the bad guy. Well, okay, everyone, let's listen to this. What if he's not that bad of a guy? <laughs> well, it, could he even be like a final boss though? Because like these, this orb piercer, a final seem, boss. This orb piercer seems like a uh, a more. Like, I would be more afraid to fight the ore piercer than I would be this Bondrude guy. Would you not? Unless he's... I don't know. I don't know what this guy's capable of. Because obviously he's doing this to kids, but they don't know what he's doing. Like, well, the ore It's just like, I don't... Like, do you think that? Do you think if Bondrude ran into an ore piercer, it would be like, oh, this is nothing Have we me? seen the other cave raiders? What weapons do they even use? I don't... That's why I'm confused about this guy. Like... If he ran into an ore piercer, would he be like, oh, this is light work? Because that one guy, he ran into it, and he was fucked. 
yeah. until Reg came along. But obviously, Bondrude seems like he knows what he's doing. Like, he's not an idiot. He's turning people into blobs is what he's doing. Blobdrude. Liza's definitely bad, right? I don't think she's bad. I think she's ran into bad circumstances. You think uh, You think in the end when we meet her, I, she did, will be for the ultimate good? I, I don't think... See, I don't think that she's necessarily saying, Rico, you need to come to the bottom to see me in a bad way. Maybe, because we don't know, the the very bottom, we're seeing all this evil shit, the very bottom could be like bliss. It could be an actual like safe haven. Dude, I think it's gonna, I'm... Or do you think it's gonna fuck us up? She, I mean, the whole time, she didn't want to see her kids, she was back up there. She didn't want to see her kids so she could quote unquote have her own adventure and now all of a sudden she's sending for the kid and we've never seen her face oh my god what if it's not even her and ozen's already sketchy as fuck even though sometimes they play like ozen it might not be as bad as you think but also she looks like that and you're like well fuck dude i I'm afraid that this the ending of this show is going to leave me so tormented that I don't even want to... Let me ask you this. Other than Nanachi, Reg, any of the kids, I'll say, name one person that you trust. None. <laughs> I, I didn't even trust Nanachi until the, the very end of this. Yeah. But I do trust her now. The very yeah, now, end. Now I trust her for one, sure. Once Reg incinerated... Because her story makes complete sense and everything. Yeah. I the only leader maybe Le- leader does seem good but leader knew Liza though he was a kid when Liza dude I, leader seems sketchy now too though if I had to pick one I would say leader just be do you think he just doesn't know if she yeah, is I bad think, she just doesn't I, know. I don't think he knows what's going on and they might not all be bad but right now the way that it's set up I'm just so sketched out about everyone but what? Why would she want her all the way at the bottom, even if she was bad? What do you well, think? She knows. She, she knows about the curse of the abyss. She knows what she's doing to her kid. Yeah, but what? She, what does she get out of it, though? Even if her kid just dies, she's like, "Oh, my kid died. Got what That's, I wanted." That makes me think that there was a lot of explaining away, but the whole idea of the guy being like, "The only way that you can go down is if you go down with someone that you're connected with." And they can take the brunt force of it. So Mitty's the one that took the brunt force. So right. you're saying Rico beat, takes the brunt force and lies. What if the mom's so far gone, she's gotten this close to where she wants to be, and she knows the only thing that will have the amount of love for her that she needs to diffuse the situation is her daughter so she sends for her she gets sent down and then she's like well you're my daughter but you know i never even knew my one true love is figuring out the mystery more than you but you have enough love for me that you are going to be exactly what i need to get where i need to go what if the show ended with rico turning into the blob that's a ronnie reasoning for you rico turns into the if blob. that happened I would I would instantly turn off the television. I would we're raging. <laughs> we are that we are going on strike. 
Oh my god, you know it'd be worse? She turns into the blob and then they drop her off at the bottom and no one can ever find her, so she's stuck as a blob forever. <laughs> this movie just becomes a movie from the Saw franchise. <laughs> it's just like the most fucked up ending you can think of. I yeah. I Honestly at this point nothing will put it past me because the last few episodes is just out of nowhere. Yeah. There they opened up so much more than just getting to the bottom. It's who knows how much. What the fuck? Because one of the things that I had thought about before I had watched the last two episodes, I've been thinking about what I was going to say in the podcast. My whole thing was I was going to be like, I think they could have used a B plot. Like we spend too much time in purely just the A plot. And then we opened up and we saw the little kid again for the first time since, what, episode two, three? Yeah. And I was like, whoa. But then all it was was a two-minute thing to be like, oh, by the way, this, yeah, the abyss is crazy, but the whole island's fucked up. And then they're like, see, maybe season two. Who even knows? So, you know what? Fuck this show, man. (laughs) Fuck it. So, the way you were talking about the first nine episodes with me, did the last couple episodes change your opinion on it at all? Yeah, it's so I don't know, I don't know if I got taken off course when I was trying to say how I would explain it earlier. I would say it's kind of a slow burn. It's gonna seem kind of kiddie, you know, maybe not as intense as you're hoping. It all pays off later because even I could go back now and still be like. Uh, this is kind of boring. I don't know how much it's doing for me. But it sets up the innocence because it really is. You're literally watching a kid's show with like a cool plot point. And then it's like, well, but it's not a kid's show because we're fucked up people. That that That's what pays, to me, That that's what pays yeah. off this show so much is they set up the innocence so perfect right. to just tear it all down. I was I was like fine, but I wasn't like super excited. I was like, oh, I gotta see the next one now. It wasn't anything like that. But then you get to that point, and it all pays off, and you're like, good god, not what I not what I thought I was getting myself into. Yeah, because I remember you saying something to me the other day. You're like, I've got two more to go. I don't really know, and I was like, oh, he's gonna he's, <laughs> he's gonna like, like he's got something coming for him. Um, my one last thing. Oh, and then me and Reg are the same. They have the uh, the weird thing where they get naked in the pond together, and they said, "What happened to your penis?" And he said, "Oh no, that's irredeemable. We both have irredeemable penises." <laughs> that's irredeemable. There is a couple, you know, naked jokes where I'm like, "Is that really necessary?" Well, it's weird. They it like go weird. out of their way, but they go, "We gotta shove this upper butt, the suppository upper butt." Which I I was fine with. I was like, "I've had a suppository shoved up my." anal rectum when i was a young kid it's just it's a little bit i don't know why they insist on doing that but whatever um god all right we're i'm definitely forgetting to talk about something but whatever i'm my brain is fried my brain is fried and i'm sad if you don't follow us on twitter or discord here is our upcoming schedule next week learn a little something with ronnie jad Yep. Basically, I can't... Th- oh, here, let me pull it up real quick. We're learning. Well, we're not learning, but you're learning. 
Learn a little something with Ronnie and Chad. The next week, we're undecided. We might do another learn a little something with Ronnie and Chad. We might have another special guest on. Um, By special guest, do we bring on a mangaka artist? A mangaka artist? Isayama? When is he? <laughs> that we we're, are, we're working on that. We are waiting to hear back. Yeah. There's a few things that we are concerned about on that on that front. After that, we've got an AOT characters tournament bracket. It's going to be a March Madness style where we're getting uh, back in the swing of things with our AOT characters. We will be crowning our the podcast's favorite character. After that, we will be off for Christmas, January 2nd, and Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 2 preview. And then it's time, folks, January 9th, Attack on Titan Season 4 Episode 17. We're hyped. Y'all are hyped. Chaz, do you have anything else to say this evening? I don't. Just give it that. Give us that thumbs up. Check us out on YouTube's. Give us a comment, like, subscribe. Yep, that's all I got. Eventually, who knows when it'll be? We'll have more Made in Abyss content. Hopefully, season two is coming out. There is a movie, right? There is. We do need to check that out because yeah. I have heard that it goes along with a story. I've okay. kind of just held off on it until yeah. we were finished. I wanted to watch it not together. We don't have to be snuggling or anything. Mm-hmm. We watch it, but, but I would like it if we. I mean, yeah. the way this thing's going, it'd be nice to have a friend there to just touch. And dear, you know and that, dear God, dude, if if we watch this film, yeah, and it's just about blobs turning mm-hmm. into blobs, it would be nice. It not we're not Whoa, doing anything. It'd be weird. nice. It to would see blobs. Well, I that sounded wrong. I would say it would be nice to be there with someone. With you, yes. Going through that alone is bad. It's tough. Okay. It's tough. It's nice when you can just, even if we're just, you know, our shoulders are touching. Just mm-hmm. feeling a warm body next to me makes me feel better. I okay? will be warm next to you. All right. Love that. We will talk with you later. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chazzy. If you, uh, for some reason, have watched this or haven't watched this show but you listen to the podcast, don't watch it. It's not worth the mental uh, It's sad exercise that you're going to go through. And... I'm going to go cry. Peace. Peace.